Well, hello, everybody. I'm Dell Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching The Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Hello, everybody. Come on in, whether you're watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitter. We have so much show. So today. much. So now, much. Obviously, we will get to the Georgia win, the white supremacy invasion of the Capitol. And if there's time after all of that, we'll talk about Call Me Cat and the Bridgerton gays. Kentucky conversion therapy, a hypocristian, a gay resort for sale, an Oklahoma gay bar that was vandalized, LGBTQ domestic violence, and a children's show about a big bendy penis. If we get there. Well, I you have my attention. You know, and before we get to like the bonkers week, we need to talk about your set. Please show us oh, what's happening back well, there. Well, let me readjust it just a little bit. Okay, y'all have to see this. I now have an easy bake oven. Thank you to Rob uh -oh, and Victor. Uh, it just came today and it was so funny because I was telling Del Dickey today about the time where I asked for an easy bake oven on Christmas and my daddy got me a 22 and we went out target practice and then I shot myself. So that was just a very eventful Christmas. So thank you, Rob and Victor. I'm gonna make me some with a light bulb and all these accessories. It's just, it's so exciting. I finally, finally have an easy bake. I'm just very excited to see what food products result from this. I hope that Instagram and Facebook, you will demonstrate. You could be a new, an easy bake chef, easy bake top chef. I don't think, a uh, top chef, I like that. An top easy chef, bake easy top, top shelf. Shelf. I said shelf. I'd be an <laughs> easy bake bottom chef. I'd be in the bottom every week. Bottom chef, right here. Uh, well, I guess. All right. Well, big news just happened, and I feel like you should share it. Well, um, Trump has been banned permanently for life from Twitter. I'm. I'm just holding for applause. I I just tweeted yes I just tweeted that the uh, the twictator has been banned he has been he has fallen y'all he has fallen from grace oh maybe you as Kelly said maybe you could make an easy bake goodbye Trump cupcake or something it could be a dump Trump cake a dump <laughs> Trump Trump cake remember those dump cakes we used to make oh I um, don't I am not familiar oh that's a Kelly. It, it, no, no, I don't mean Kelly. Kelly and I did not bake together. Uh, I don't remember ever baking with Kelly. Uh, but uh, with you Is know, like, uh, like Cherry Dump Delight. Remember in oh. Trinity Trish Housewife where you, you dump a bunch of fruit? It sounds like, a, you know, I, I, I let me make you a dump cake. It sounds like it's made out of shit. It sounds like like Minnie from the hell. I was about to say, it sounds like that shit pile. Maybe Spencer carried over. Rob makes dump cakes. Rob, thank you for my easy bag. That was so sweet. It's so it's such a crazy gift, I have to tell you. But and as Douglas said, only four years too late. I mean, activists and organizers have been calling for Trump's account to be banned since before he was actually elected. But at least as he rides off into that good that horrible night, um, it will not be a forum for him to launch the Trump News Network or whatever. After years of retweeting white supremacists and random QAnon conspiracy theorists, uh, they are the first of the social medias, I believe, to ban him permanently and forever. I hope he does that sad thing where he tries to make a another account, you know? And it's like, 
pretending that it's not him so it doesn't get banned again and he just keeps getting banned. You know he will. He will. He'll make his court cases. You know, he keeps losing that election at courts. I want him to be banned repeatedly. I have a prediction. Uh Uh-huh. He will be suing Twitter. Good luck. Yeah. Please do. Jack has so much money over there. Yeah. Like, good luck. It's like uh, like Josh Hawley and that stupid, and losing his book deal. That's not what the First Amendment is for. I'm sorry that you like talking on Twitter, but your right to have your free speech not infringed upon by the government means they can't keep you from speaking. You can walk outside your house and yell for anybody that you want to, say anything you want to, and not be arrested by the government for your free speech. It doesn't mean that any company has to provide you access to say those same things on anything that they own and run. So he lost a book deal. I did not see that. I'm so happy. Josh Hawley, Simon and Schuster yesterday pulled his book deal. Um, Good. Good. Well, well, there's so much. Please feel free to share how you reacted to the stuff this week. Shall we start? Shall we do some kind of order? So let's start with Georgia. Okay, Georgia. Yeah. I mean, I beyond thrilled, bonkers that both of them won by more than the half percent that would have triggered the automatic recount. I got to be honest, all the work we've done, everything, I thought it was a long shot. And the impressive work of Stacey Abrams, Fair Fight, so many other organizers on the ground that she's recognized um, to register like 40,000 new voters since the election and then carry this over. I mean, that was- let's not forget. <laughs> let's not forget to thank Donald Trump because I really feel like he had something to do with a lot of people not voting. So, you know, he, he, he has just wrecked the Republican Party. It is in shambles right now. So, uh, I so. Um, yeah, I hope so. But, but I, was, I, I don't know about you, Emerson, but I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then I thought it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It was just like the election. And then all of a sudden, it's those counties that come in late, those big, big counties around Atlanta. And, and uh, uh, you know, Augusta, I think was that, not Augusta, but uh, Savannah. And boy, when those started, it was like, they, they can, and I love it. They, can, they also used the word dump. Oh, here comes another big dump. Uh-huh. Um, Pooping out votes. Um, but I, you know what my question was? I want to speak to the like 40,000 or so people that voted for Warnock, but not Ossoff. I know. It seems weird that like you don't walk in and vote for either both Democrats or both Republicans. There have been elections where I could imagine that being the case his, uh, like 30, 40 years ago before the modern Republican Party sold its soul to evangelicals with Ronald Reagan. Um, but the idea that you could walk in and think, I want David Perdue and Raphael Warnock. I don't see what you got there. Well, but could, devil's advocate, could it also be that a lot of people were Warnock fans uh-huh. uh, and they only like we, you know, sometimes with SAG elections and DGA, if I know somebody, I only vote for one instead of 20 or, you know, five instead of 20. Is it possible that a lot of people voted for Warnock and nobody else? They just used, you know. I mean, yes, it could have been, but it's just fascinating in this environment with all the attention, the entire nation staring at Georgia to be like, we did not vote for them pretty evenly. That's just a yeah, I was wondering also, do they have that, you know, they have that that one thing where you just vote straight Democrat. I'll call it, there were only three, thi- three, three things on the ballot. I mean, three names on the ballot or six yeah. names or whatever. Uh, but it was thrilling. And then when Ossoff, when, I mean, I was like, I thought, okay, we're going to get one. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought for a while, we're just going to get one. And then yeah. all of a sudden, bam, bam, bam. 
And, and yep. what's really wonderful about it, it's the first African-American uh, senator from the, the, the state of Georgia and the first Jewish uh, yep. uh, uh, man from- Absolutely. Yeah, we barely got to celebrate that before a bunch of white supremacist uh, MAGA Trump supporters invaded the United States Capitol. That was uh, scary. How was everyone doing? What was that? Uh, and, and I say it like that, because we have to call things what they are. You know, we have watched as Republicans and Republican candidates for years ago, winked at white supremacy, winked at the David Duke and those people, winked through planks in the platform and through this Trump era, have just started coming out and saying things. Marjorie Taylor Greene, we've got Madison Cawthorn, we've got all of these people. It's that invasion to me looks like finally a literal representation of what has metaphorically been happening for the last four years. You look at the things Matt Gates says, look at the things Josh Hawley has said, that Ted Cruz has said, that was just the real live version of what they've been doing through rhetoric anyway. You know what's scary about that? And I was thinking as that was all unfolding and you know, that had happened right in the middle of the first, uh, What's it, I mean, we saw them, you know, gathering, but the storm happened when they stormed it happened when they were in deliberations for uh, what, what was the for Arizona when it, they were in deliberations for Arizona. And it was interesting. They didn't get to the vote because, I mean, you know, I bet even Ted Cruz was, you know, shitting underneath his desk, uh, shivering like a chihuahua. But I I was. I, I was fascinated that when they came back, the ones that remained, the ones that remained after this horrible thing happened, eight people, eight out of 16 of the senators bailed. They were, they, they, they were like, no, we're out. We're out. Even Kelly Loeffler. I'm, I'm done. I lost. I'm done. Um, and then what do I have to lose now? He's not going to get mad at me. And uh, then, uh, but, but, but the, the house, the house did not lose that many. There, right. there were there were there were lots. There were lots. Yeah. Well, but then like, but still on the invasion for a minute, thinking about what that said to so many groups of people, right? First and foremost, what it said to black people and allies of black people this summer that marched and protested and had police show up in riot gear, to have the DC police chief say they expected a free speech protest, not violence, the difference in the preparation for the way. Black Lives Matter protests have been responded to in force and the way this was responded to, the video clips of Capitol Police just standing there as people walked in. And then when a reporter said, I'm a reporter, they said, oh, no one's allowed in. The, the lack of preparation, the lack of response, the lack of uh, the kind of theatrics and violence we've seen against other kinds of protests. And then what it said to the rest of the world about democracy, about America, that we had all of our elected leaders standing there going through enacting the process of our constitution and then they all ran, ran and had to hide in a room while other people tried to interrupt that process physically and violently into the building and five people are dead five people are dead and i think that that's what it speaks to when you start if i were running against ted cruz i would i would say ted cruz helped murder five people I mean, that's what I would do. And I think I think that I really do believe that they have tarnished their political careers. All of these people who have stood by Trump, because we have not. We're, we're, I mean, here's the deal with Twitter. It's it's getting bad for him. It's getting bad. What is he going to have that? What's that one called that? That alternative parlor. parlor. He's going to have parlor and that's it. 
But even today, Apple said uh, they gave Parler 24 hours to clean up their own site because they say people are posting there, encouraging violence, um, planning additional violence. They said, you're not holding to your own terms and we will kick you off of the uh, store, the Apple store as an app that's available. So that's being targeted. But also I was thinking about the woman, the woman who was shot and what Republicans, what conservative grifters that make YouTube videos, what Tucker Carlson and conservative talk show hosts have done in lying to people, in fear mongering yes. people and leading them down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories to where we no longer even have a shared basis of facts. And I don't mean how we interpret them. We've always spun uh, information and facts to fit a particular agenda, but just flat out lies. These people believe the election was stolen. There's a group of people in this that are that are bo truly believe that right beside the grifters who wanted to smear shit on the walls and take selfies on the floor of Congress, just like having a field day. And 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 sit in Nancy Pelosi. They just arrested that motherfucker. They just yeah. they're arresting them all over the place now. So, but well, what's here? So here's what's also interesting. You talk about Tucker Carlson, who immediately went to that. There, it was Antifa impersonating MAGA, and that is that that got so crazy that people were following down those rabbit holes so fast and believing that at all. And even when they were putting up pictures of the guy with the horns right next to Rudy Giuliani and identifying them because they had already said, Oh, he was, Oh, that MAGA would never, you know, dress up like that. Yeah. But you know, you have to, uh, someone wrote. Yeah, that, 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 well, and uh, there was a big, like people mixed, conspiracy theory about this guy's tattoos that was wrong. But also they said, we didn't know, everybody's known on social media for months, they had time to make merch. Like this wasn't accidental. They, yeah. This information was available and it speaks to, cause I wanna bring it back as we talk about what black people have been saying about our country, right? The last five months, the last four years, for decades and decades, since the civil rights movement, since literally the civil war, the experience of being black in America and how much this demonstrates the difference in ways, the way their objections and their frustrations are responded to that allowed this to happen. It seems great that the FBI, there's people out arresting a lot of these people now that they're back home in places, but that there weren't like miles of paddy wagons waiting to load these people in as they walked, strolled. Yeah. And, and, and then, and then, you know, the Trumps uh, and stupid Donald and that, Gavin Newsom's ex-wife, uh, dance and uh, Laura Branigan, Laura, poor Laura Branigan can't even see, put a cease and desist because she's dead to Gloria. Uh, just, just repulsive. It was repulsive, despicable behavior by so many people. Well, and then it failed, you know, on every level. It's like a number of people who have been thrown under the bus by Donald Trump and that people continue to be surprised. Even these people that were led all the way down this garden path and then skipped merrily along it, they absolutely 100% are responsible for their own actions. I'm not taking that away. And then he came out and his quiet them down video was like, well, you know, but we love you and you're special and go home. And then when he finally put out the one that basically seemed like an attempt to get his Twitter account back, they all felt betrayed. It's like you you lose it. You have lost at every level. Oh, he lost. And, you know, my, my daughter, Caroline, got, like, she follows all these conspiracy theories and she argues with them. And she was she literally was following. She said, Dad, you cannot believe how many of them are turning on him now. You have betrayed us. So he lost a lot of his base uh, through this 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 vileness. But and I hope you're right. 
about the Republican Party, but what we have to be holding people accountable for this because those people who have been lied to, who have bought into those lies and the disingenuous, cynical ones who are using that to make money, that will continue. They will find other people. They will follow Matt Gates or Josh Hawley or whoever. They will. Those people are will be looking for other leaders if we don't find a central fact basis for all of us to communicate with each other. If we don't call this what it is, white supremacy, not just white privilege, fully white supremacy to be able to stroll giggling into the U.S. Capitol building and steal a podium. Yeah. And, and Emerson, can we just talk just for a second about about, you know, the cabinet members like Betsy DeVos and Elaine Cho and 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 of course, a little bit further back, William Barr, who then made a big statement about, you know what I say? Fuck all of you, because he has been this man from the very beginning. He has done despicable, horrible things. Awful, awful, awful. For four years, it's been going on. But the last two weeks, you're trying to, you know, as you are a rat on this sinking Trump ship, you're trying to 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 go, oh, no, not me. I'm not as bad as that. You know, fuck you. You are. And Lindsey Graham, you deserved that airport attack today. I hope that you can't go anywhere for like the next decade and not be yelled at and screamed at until you are a piece of shit, because that's the truth. Well, and the horrifying, delicious irony of uh, lying to people, stoking their fear, stoking their anger, not like kind of misleading, full on lying to people. And it's like trying to walk a lion on a leash. As long as the lion is walking the same direction as you, it seems like you're walking that lion. But the minute you veer off, it eats your face off. And they have earned every bit of that, that that now people on the left who've asked them to be accountable, Lindsey Graham, act like John McCain's friend that you once were at any point, please. And then and then to also lose the base because they still believe the lies you fed them. Yeah, that's just basic good old karma. And, and you know, uh, it makes Jeff Sessions look like a man of morality and integrity with these. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh but no. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, uh, you know what I'm saying, though. Of I mean, course. It, yeah. But, and I want to say, you know, in holding people accountable, right, and holding everyone um, accountable, let me find the right uh, video to share. Uh, I think it's this one. Oh, nope, it's not. Sorry. Uh, the Log Cabin GOP, because our show is about LGBTQ news and nonsense, the Log Geo Cabin GOP has said nothing about it. Today they no. tweeted about, yay, Roma... Romney for winning re-election to GOP chairwoman. Um, and there was fully on LGBTs for Trump, like a pride flag being waved in that audience. Like we have to hold these people accountable in every aspect uh, for their behavior in this. Well, I have, to, I have a big announcement to make. I got banned by Richard Grinnell this week. So um, job oh. well done, Del Shores, you are banned by that motherfucker. Um, they, that is uh, impressive. I mean, we'll have to figure it. We'll have to get you like another puppet account or something for when he runs for governor of California. Um, because you know that's going to happen. Here's the one I was talking about. You can see in the background. See that pride flag? Yeah, I do. That is, you know, this. there, there are people from every community present in this conspiracy theory invade group of invaders. And we owe it. But here's why he got mad. I, he, I said, you know what? Shut up. 
you shut up because he's on his, he's on his Twitter saying some bullshit about we cannot condone violence just like all of them. We this is not who we are. We're the the party of law and order. Fuck you. You were part of this. You were complicit, Richard Grinnell. And I said it and I'm glad I got banned. I don't give a fuck. So thank you for those who I got to say what I had to say to him and got retweeted. So he at least read it, I hope. But yep. I just, I'm so done with these people. I'm just done. And again, like not letting any of them walk away from this clean. You know, you don't get, sorry, Kaylee McEnany, Betsy DeVos, all these people. What sort of mutant omega level mutant camel were you that the straw that finally broke the camel's back was this? And, 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 you know, in Kaylee and, and Trump also, they cut, they came out in those, the last two press conferences, they seemed rather sedated. Don't you think? And Kaylee didn't even do her hair. It's just like straight. It's not even the Miss America pageant hair. Uh, I, I was like, girl, Girl, uh, she's distraught. She's like, what well, the fuck did I step into? But also, and those eight senators you were talking about, and uh, you know, it's that thing where like something isn't real till it's on your doorstep, right? Until they were actually potentially physically in danger. Because yes, there were grifters and there were trolls and there were conspiracy theorists. But did you see the photo of those two guys and one of them carrying the full on flex wrist zip ties? You don't yeah. carry that if you're planning to take a hostage. So some people may have been like, ha, 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 look at us LARPing along. And some people had a very different plan and you walked in beside them. And like using fire extinguishers. Yeah, using fire extinguishers or weapons. I mean, and you know, a police officer. Who died. Um, yeah. So, and I want to so wait. I, say hope catch, I hope they get all of them. And thank you, TikTok. Uh, you know, TikTok is outing these people one right after another. Um, and, and, and then wrapping it all the way, right? Cause there's so many things, confluence of things happening here, even where they were all hiding together, members of the house and Senate where they were being protected. There's now video of like Democrat house members going around with masks and Republican house members like saying, no, I don't need that. Like, cause they are all like together. So it isn't even just like things they're doing for the public to pander. They like really believe this is not a big deal and not a thing, even though we like had the highest death rate yesterday that we've ever had. Right. Well, like, uh, so it is there are now bonkers people in elected office, not just supporting them, that we are going to have to continue to deal with long after he is gone. Yes. So, um, all right. That was a lot from us. Let me get through some of y'all's comments because uh, that, you know, we did ask and then both of us, as we are wanting to do, preached a number of sermons. Uh, so did so I hear it? Yes. Both, uh, sides. Kelly, both sides hate Lindsay. Uh, Bill back at Betsy. I wonder if Betsy will ask for a refund. She paid over $9 million for that job and didn't get to complete it. Maybe she could go back to school. You know, the ones that she's trying to ruin. Oh, and Jacob mentioned that guy that took the letter off Nancy's desk and posted. The best part is the stupidity of doing this. The people that did it for clout took photos and that's how they're getting arrested. Yeah, he, he just got arrested. Yeah, he's, an, he's from Arizona. I'm not Arizona. I think uh, Arkansas. Yep. Oh, and that's what Todd said. I love that they posted their crimes on social media. They aren't the smartest. No, but it's funny, you know, stupid people are just as, if not more so, dangerous because you can be led afield so easily. Um, and we do have to continue with the social media companies being held accountable in some ways uh, for the content that does run freely. I have had to, in the last year, conservative people I know walk them through like why a 45 minute YouTube video was not true. Like 
there really is accountability for just like letting people spout dangerous untruths. You're better than I am. I don't have the patience. I just go, look, if you can't do your own research, your own diligent research, or you're so stupid to think that there's a basement in that pizza place, then you're just an idiot. And I, yeah. I, I, I cannot help you. I cannot help you. It infuriates me, but I cannot help you. And it really infuriates me when I know someone as a certain, and it changes my complete perception of them. And I said, I tweeted this this week. I mean, just like yesterday, I said, if you, if you are still on the Trump train, that says a lot about your character, a whole lot. It always has, but it says more today. Yep. Absolutely. Sorry, I was reading the comments and there was a weird trolley one. Um, oh, is there a MAGA person in our, our show? No, no, oh, no, 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 not. A, I'm going to put it up. I just lost just trying to understand. It was not well put together as a thought. Um, well, so it's a lot. And we all, you know, it's a reminder that that voting is not the end of the our engagement in our democracy. Right. We talked about that voting is just the first step in holding our leaders accountable um, and uh, any relief at the Biden-Harris administration arriving in less than two weeks is also a reminder that we have to hold their feet to the fire, all of our representatives' feet to the fire to ensure that they act on our behalf and in the way that we want to. Voting's the first step, being heard, being loud, and demanding that they serve us as the people is the next part of it um, and holding all of accountability for all of this. I think a lot of them were beyond shaken that this was literally in the house. Um, and so hopefully that will lead to some like stronger stands on some important things. All right. Well, shall we move into some lighter? Are we got some lighter stuff to talk about? Yeah. Uh, now we what we do here is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. So uh, we will uh, do some of those stories now for a little while. How about that, y'all? Well, our good friend Leslie Jordan he premiered the other night right after NFL, uh, and uh, it was those foxes on Call Me Cat. Uh, very mixed reviews, but in that it was the highest rated and most watched comedy since guess what? Another Leslie Jordan show, the cool kids. So Cheyenne Jackson playing the straight love interest of Mayim Bialik was kind of fun. I watched the second episode last night and it was much better than the first episode. I thought, I thought the show settled and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. And if you're in LA, look at the LA times today, there is a huge feature on Mr. Jordan. So we're proud of him and we're happy for him. Absolutely. Adore, like wanted to run for seven years and like, I get it. Maya Bialik, you know, Cheyenne Jackson. I mean, I just don't know how you aren't sexually attracted to him. I, I don't either. I, I don't either. Um, and I did, I put that with, I yes, thrilled for them. Hope it runs forever. Uh, Cat Cafe, I can't go. I'm allergic, so I would not be able to. Uh, they, do, they, do, they do eliminate some, some patrons. Uh-huh. But you know, it's specific. Find a good niche and target it intensely rather than trying to please everybody, right? Yes. Um, uh, and, and then relatedly, because uh, the, the, I wanted it fit with the Cheyenne Jackson thing, Bridgerton, I talked about how much I've loved. Um, and Jonathan Bailey, who plays the eldest Bridgerton brother, there he is. I mean, good Lord. Also an openly gay man like Shan Jackson playing a straight character, which we love. And he talked about to Ian McKellen, like uh, for attitude and said, the most conservative conversations I've had about me being honest about my sexuality in this day and age have come from gay men in the industry. Oh no, you can't come out. You shouldn't really do that. They're either people who work in publicity or there's been casting directors who have put the call into my agent to say, 
Just so that you know, the way this is going to be sold is that it's a gay story written by gay writers for gay actors. So just by taking this role, this was at a stage where perhaps I was coming to terms with my own sexuality. I hadn't necessarily hidden it, but I've never not been honest about it. And certainly we've got a long way to go with representation, but I do love that at least two of our most <laughs> top of the pyramid, white, cisgender, handsome, leading men are getting to actually play those roles as well. Yes, absolutely. And then there was a second piece, yeah? No, I I don't know if that's my my new Yeti that's making that noise. I'm sorry. I I, I, don't I, I just got close. Okay, all right. Um, and then the second piece of the story uh, that was quite hysterical is Jonathan Bailey did an interview, um, I believe, for a Scottish TV morning show, and TV presenter Lorraine Kelly showed a photo of him on set getting makeup on his ass for sex scene. And for your entertainment, I want to play the clip. And see so if you she goes awry uh, in what she says about this. Now, we showed this photograph, <laughs> which, um, now that's got to be one of the best jobs in the world. That's a, that's a wee lady who is sort of, I think they call it fluffing. Is that what they do? I think they call it fluffing. I think it's called ice, ice breaking. That was my first scene. And no. uh, that was a lovely part. Uh, okay, so she called it fluffing that getting makeup on his ass uh, is called fluffing. Well, I would like to sign up for that job. Yeah, it, it was like... Uh, and then she did come back afterward and said, my phone's gone nuts. I just realized what a fluffer is. It's not that, it's not that. Like clearly some friends in her life said, uh, ma'am, that's where somebody Lorraine, gets a Lorraine. Clump uh, it up a little bit. You know, it's like, thought, it's so hard, right? If it's dangling, you know, it's like you want to get to a quarter, but not quite to half. Right. It's a it's a it's delicate an situation. Form. It's an art form. Remember when we were shooting Sorted Lives, the series, and that one extra decided to fluff and he just didn't seem to know when to stop? And but, I no, said, I get it. Look, it is an art that I negotiate for my Instagram photos on a regular basis, obviously. Oh. <laughs> that, that's the rule, right? A quarter is plump, half is hard, half is semi. Yeah. That's too far. Yeah. yeah. You have to keep it in yeah. this range. So you have to shoot those those photos very fast. Um, uh, John said fluffing was his old job. Uh, good for you, John. I'm so happy that you had that. I it's now with quarantine, it's just put all the fluffers out of business. I know it. It's like you gotta, it's a lot of you got people have to do their own hair, their own makeup, their own lighting, and their own fluffing. Yeah, you know what? It just really, I, I love that interview. If if y'all want to watch the whole thing, it was really kind of wonderful with this Lorraine. Uh, he was talking about how safe it was. That there was the, the the intimacy on the shows, and I don't think a lot of people know that. But when we were watching. Yeah. yeah, the intimacy coordinator. But we literally, when we wrote a sex scene on Queers Folk, we would sit down with the actors in the sex scene, make sure that they were comfortable with everything. They, we would negotiate kind of the the position sometimes and go, no, I don't think that's going to work. Uh, I think we could do this and it, it, it would sell it more. So I guess it was uh, not unlike porn at times where you have to uh, well, play to that a, camera. Yeah, and it's a real job and they do. It's become required on sets. Uh, which is great because it ensures all the communication is done, both actors and director, and everyone is exactly sure that all of the events that will take place uh, related to intimate moments. And so everyone can do their job and trust uh, that everyone yeah. is clear on what's happening. And as Jessica said, I'm learning so much. 
Well, you Hi, know, Jessica. Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Jessica Clinton is my daughter Rebecca's one of her best friends. Born the same day, I babysat her, held her. I won't go to Jessica. I, I promise I'm not going to say what all those other old Southern people say. Well, I changed her diaper. Uh, well, you, you know, you know yeah. When you say uh, I'm going to say something, I'm it's not like, say it about Jessica. The Southern people say it about. Oh, I remember you. Um, anyway, all right, on to. I love you. What Jessica. I'm trying to do is say I'm learning so much, which we try to be educational here at the Dellen Emerson Show, and we've reached the halfway point, which means it's time for a commercial break. Don't go anywhere; it's quick. Uh, we work hard to bring you an informative and entertaining show. And if you are enjoying it and have some money left over that you're not saving to pay taxes, Lord, help me. I'm going to send us a dollar five twin, 20, 50, a thousand, several thousand. You can send us a tip on Venmo at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinsourceproductions at gmail.com. It is in the ticker at the bottom. Jessica is not mortified by this process either. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, well, we have a, a, a quick story about conversion therapy. Kentucky uh, Youth Mental Health Protection Act proposed to ban conversion therapy for minors, which as you, many of you know, Emerson and I have been on this for so long. We are, that's, it's one of our platforms that we continue, continue to celebrate when anything like this happens. So Curtis Galloway wrote an article about his experience with it. His counselor blamed his father for working a lot when he was young and his mother for being overbearing. Uh, it's not true, y'all. It's not true. And parents told uh, his parents were told it wasn't working because he wasn't trying hard enough. Get rid of the gay affirming friends. And that was all his friends. Uh, he told told being bullied in middle school caused this uh, being bullied caused your homosexuality. Uh, and, and then this is like someone saw sorted lives that was that was conducting this conversion therapy told to masturbate to images of women to rewire his brain um 10 years later his parents 10 years later they they finally accept him unconditionally mm. i put that in um i love that you just read the bullet points the i put that in because it was so weird to think about how long ago you wrote Sorted Lives and this thing that I think people watch Sorted Lives and Brother Boy go through with Dr. Eve thought of it as like some extreme caricature and certainly Leslie and Rosemary and you all hammed it up arts for comedy, but it's a very real thing that even 10 years ago, this boy was still being told literally the same thing by his own Dr. Eve. Like, were you, were so you pointing me? to make the bullet points a little more conversational yes, and the, the way I think the bullet points that you asked for was that it's just like fragments of things so you can create a natural conversation around well i thought we were a little behind so i was hitting those bullet points fast i'm usually a little better at it <laughs> i'm just like y'all we are trying i hope you're liking this because like actually being serious you know we're trying to like Keep the show, keep everyone feeling engaged in the comments to make it a little easier, a little less time for us putting some of the stories together because we have work things happening we can't tell you about. Um, and I'm just being silly and having fun. But I hope you're liking, I uh, hope y'all are having fun because we are really enjoying it this way too. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, we, we are wont to go off on tangents. And even with yeah. the bullet points, it could happen. The, um, unless I also went through conversion therapy, you know, we know entirely uh, too many people that have similar stories. And that is why uh, so many, you know, the Trevor Project's been working on this 50 and 50 states uh, with that. So it's why we keep focusing on where that action is taking place. And it's great that it's happening in uh, Kentucky. It is on its way. It's a lot of work to get it across the line. Now for this next one, 
just sort of uh, for my own amusement and share. Uh, what y'all know, I feel like we discussed enough by now, how much I love the men-only resorts in Palm Springs. This is Indulge, one of my personal favorites among them, because it's like cheeky and a little nudie, but not like full-on porn in the afternoon, which is my preference. Um, well, it is up for sale in Palm Springs. And I got to tell you, I looked all week to see if I had friends that had $10.8 million so we could buy it and I could just move out there and be the indulge manager. Well, is it that where we did the interviews with our buddy Scott Fullerton? Yes, Scott Fullerton did his Left of Straits show out of indulge for two summers in a row, was going to do it this past year um, and couldn't obviously because of the pandemic and the lockdowns. But it was interesting. The guys, John Jackson and Sandy Miller, who've owned it for the last 10 years, um, it's a nice, it was first built in 58. It's very mid-century. People have loved what they've done with it. And they are making it a requirement of the sale that it remain a gay resort. And I love that. All World, one of the other big gay resorts there, was sold in 2019. And now it's a swingers resort. And I like don't resent them. But like there's plenty of places for heterosexuals that want to partner swap to like figure out how to, you could do that at the Holiday Inn Express poll if you wanted to, you know, just be a little aggressive. We don't have as many spaces. so. I love that they're requiring that it stay that with the new owners. Right. Yeah, that's nice. I love them. I mean, I have spent, you know, that's where I take half my Instagram photos anyway. Bill said it was the first gay resort that he stayed at years ago. Um, and then, but I will tell you, related to Palm Springs, as of now, all of the gay bars and gay resorts in Palm Springs have survived the pandemic thus far. So that's, I'll be able yeah. to, you know, it's my plan to be 85 years old and a captain with my balls hanging by my knees, walking around one of those. I'd be one of those people you would tell clothing optional, optional. <laughs> well, that's that. I, I I feel like that a lot of that, you know, they're all in that little on that that strip and they, yeah. they, on arenas and they really uh, they really mine that street to allow people with tables outside during the pandemic. And you know, those Palm Spring boys, they are not gonna give up their liquor. Uh, so, uh, hey, Tad's anyway. out of Palm Springs. Hey, Tad. Hi, Tad. Say hi, say hi to all my buddies. Uh, all right, let me see if I can do better on this so I can get a better grade from Emerson. Uh, the Destiny Christian Church of Assembly of God Church in Rockington, California. They've been holding these large gatherings during the pandemic, you know, honoring, oh, what's his name? Uh, Kurt Cameron. And recently they had this black tie gala on New Year's Eve where there were 375 congregants and a Ferris wheel. They had that Ferris wheel because uh, it, it, it was legal to have this Ferris wheel because they are a church and it was a wedding for the pastor's daughter. I'm a little confused as if the, it was that part of like the reception afterwards. They go, okay, we're going to have punch and cookies and a Ferris wheel at the reception. I can imagine that they got married on the Ferris wheel. Like that poor pastor was sitting in one of the buckets going, do you idiot take idiot to be your lawfully wedded idiot at our maskless marriage ceremony with all these people? No. So, well, a little group called uh, Allies for Black Lives Placer County started protesting just right around the church uh, because there was some racist and homophobic behavior from this church. And let's show this video. Uh, this is what happened at uh, the, the, the church, all in the name of the Lord. Emma, you're, you're yeah, bitch. You have a Bible verse, yeah. 
Look at all that love. Yeah, what's that going? Bible thing on your back say? Don't touch me. What are you afraid of? I'm not afraid, afraid of you. afraid of confrontation? You came out here for confrontation, no. didn't you? You came out with love signs. Love signs. Love signs. So, so, but the crazy of this whole story is now Destiny Christian, who was uh, who was being attacked there, is saying that 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 maskless individual, that woman, that awful woman, was not from the church. She was just some random that decided that she was going to take them on, and uh, because they had tweeted about the protest and LGBTQ and Black Lives Matter advocates will hold two protests near the Destiny Church. And obviously this woman just decided, well, I'm going to go down and, and I'm going to whoop some ass, uh, you know, with my big white ass. And right. so, um, they, and then, so the church is saying that they, they reject all forms of racism and hatred. However, in a paragraph later on their website, it says, we will not allow culture to reinterpret the timeless truth of the word of God. We will not be a church that stands by political correctness. So there's just like, right. you know, flip-flopping, hypocrisy, hypocrisy. I love that their statements basically said, we, she's not with us, but we agree with her. Like right. she's not one of us, but that's what we think. And we're sure glad that she did it. It felt like that scene in Saved where Mandy Moore throws the Bible and says, I am filled with Christ's love. Yes. <laughs> Chocolate, that sweet woman, you could hear the like tremor in her voice. She's wearing a shirt that says protect trans kids. She's got a Bible verse on. She came out to protest, but not to have this kind of confrontation. And you could feel her like desire to be present and stand up against this. And then her, her fear in response to this woman getting in her face. I was like, you are good, ma'am. That was a, that was a tough ass woman. That's she's stalking. She's got well, otherwise, why she if she's not with the church, why'd she stop? You just drive past a protester and need to get up, ma'am. You know, it's just those people that are just driving around looking for trouble. See if yep. I can find some trouble. Where's some Absolutely. trouble? Oh, that person oh. ran that red light. I'm gonna just honk at him. Yes. And then just real quick, a celebration. Longtime MSNBC contributor and Pulitzer Prize winner Jonathan Capehart just got his own show, The Sunday Show with Jonathan Capehart. He's been guest hosting AM Joy. Uh, and he said, I'm hoping you understand just how meaningful this moment is for me. A big head boy from New Jersey with a dream and no roadmap, only the love and encouragement from my mom and family who patiently listened as I dreamed aloud, including an uncle whose kindness put me on the right path. Thanked his mom, his uncle, and his husband, Nick Schmidt. They've been married since 2017. And he said, my darling husband, Nick, who when the pandemic hit, jumped in to be my in-house producer, florist, barber, and makeup artist, is my fiercest champion. So just celebrating an out black man uh, getting his own show. That's so beautiful. I like it too. That's one of my go-tos on, on, on um, the weekend. Absolutely. So, all right. And then in Oklahoma, one of my favorite cities, Oklahoma City, uh, a bar, which I had never been to this bar called Partners. Uh, I thought we had hit all the bars in Oklahoma City that was vandalized two nights in a row in a weird way. On December the 29th, uh, they left and they found a car vandalized with soup. 
They said, so just let's just throw some split pea soup thrown at it. And then the next night they found something else that was all sticky all over the front door. And he said it was everywhere. We thought somebody got sick. And then once we got closer, we realized that it was blueberries. Well, maybe someone got sick on blueberries. Uh, but surveillance video caught a car slowing down for 10 seconds and throw in those blueberries out the window just threw a bunch of blueberries and driving off. That's an expensive vandalism. You know, blueberries are not cheap. I, I love that that's where you got. I love it. Yes, you are right. They are not, that is not a cheap I thing. I mean, I would buy a cart. I mean, if I'm going to vandalize, I'd go to the dollar store and get some eggs. I mean, that is so stupid to get rid of some good. Why? It also feels not very well premeditated. Like it feels like somebody left Jason's Deli with a broccoli cheese soup and we're like, oh, and threw it out the window. And then the next night they were coming and I don't, you know, it doesn't feel like you really- They really came out of H-E-B. They were out yeah. of H-E-B and they said, you know what, we really, this, these blueberries, yeah, so man. As is it organic? I mean, organic blueberries would be even more expensive in ways. I know it. I ordered uh, some. Jessica, superfood vandalism. I said, you know, it's like they got, how do you, it's awkward too to tell people. Said we might have had a sort of sad hate crime last night. We got souped and buried. It's, it's kind of, it's sort of, in my opinion, it's kind of weak. It's just I, a weak. Well, you know, it's like my own personal, like, have I ever told you the story? Walking down. I, Tell the Cedar tell. Springs. I know. Do you like it? I hadn't said anything about it. Have I told you this? How would you know? Yes. Yes. Um, Can I was walking down Cedar Springs in my early, like not totally out, walking to the village station in S4, uh, parking down in the side streets by the Kroger and walking past that gas station there. And a truck threw down a window, uh, rolled down the window as it drove past and somebody yelled bag and threw something at me. And I looked down and it was a white powdered sugar donut. I'm not even full size. It was a mini. I thought you were going to say it had a a bite out of it. I was like, the saddest hate crime that's ever been attempted. I mean, I honestly, I had the moment of panic, right? Hearing the word fag. And then I looked down to see what it is. And then I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, that is so dumb. You just bought those at that Walgreens or whatever down the street. You were chomping away on one of those six packs of mini powdered donuts and went, fag. That's what. That's how I picture this blueberries happening. Okay, this is not a hate crime because it was just a, a car rage thing. But one, I'm I'm in the valley go, go, going off a of Woodman Boulevard off of the 101, and this semi gets mad at me for getting in front of him, and I guess he thought I snaked him or something. We ended up side by side. This guy rolls down his window. This was. What happened? Did a bat fly over you? Oh, like the whole power blink. It didn't go all the way, but it went like <laughs> down, down Are birds flying? Are you just seeing things again? Uh, no, I thought I heard the rapture. Oh, <laughs> is that what I mean, obviously I'm not going to get taken. So I just thought. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Someone else. Right now, I wouldn't know for like four days. Same. Uh, Sorry, you were not- I was saying that this guy rolls up beside me. He's above me. You know, the truck above me. He starts chunking. And now I had, a, at this time, I had an Acura Legend, which was like one of my first good cars. He starts throwing Coke cans. Like he was, he must have had 20 Coke cans in his, <laughs> they were empty, but he was just chunking Coke cans at me. And I was like, fuck, what do I do? My Acura. 
I, I, he's probably just trashy and throws them in the floorboard, but I'm going to that this is like a sad person on their way to recycle. You know, like not that recycling is sad, but this is somebody like, oh, I should recycle these and get some coins for the corn star, but oh, I'm going to waste a couple of them on you. It wasn't a couple. It was like, that was a long light. It was, oh, yeah. it, it was scary. Just sitting there staring and hoping and praying, change. With the latch chain, I was I was tempted to run it. Uh, um, all right. Well, this is a, this is a weirdly appropriate uh, transition out of that into a very serious thing related not to hate crime but to violence in our community. Um, in North Carolina, a new ruling a week ago out of the Court of Appeals related to a case finally makes victims of domestic violence in same-sex couples protected by law in all fifty states. North Carolina was the final. Uh, the ruling came after a woman in a same-sex relationship was denied a domestic violence protection order under a North Carolina general statute that stated that only those in opposite sex relationships can claim protection from domestic violence. It's really important because talking about domestic violence in same-sex couples sometimes can be hard and studies show that it's just as prevalent in our community. Um, people that perceive an equality in a relationship can sometimes have a harder time identifying that kind of violence. Um, so ensuring that at least the government regulations are on the side of someone being abused equally is really important. The court ruled they violated equal protection of the 14th Amendment, um, as well as the due process, sorry, equal protection and the due process clause uh, as well. And taking back that Bostock decision we talked about all last year, they once again talked about the Boss decision from last June in support of this uh, decision. So. Um, yeah, an important subject and certainly a subject in which we need to be ensure that people are treated equally. Absolutely. Do you hear that? Where is that? Do you hear that oddness? Like a, it's a reverb or something? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Well, this is a Reddit story, and we love Reddit. And uh, there was a, this this uh, this this guy that before the pandemic he was straight. But now he is by and you were, well, how did that happen during the pandemic? We're not supposed to be doing anything. Well, he went to middle school with his friend and uh, they were uh, he, he, who was bullied for being gay, but they became best friends in high school. They're still friends. And during the quarantine, he said they the, the gay guy, his friend started flirting with him a little, which was, you know, whatever. But one night we were watching a movie and he kissed me. I enjoyed it, but I was confused. When we had sex that night, it was fucking amazing. So uh, they've been sleeping together for months now during quarantine. Um, I'm so jealous. And they play video games uh, after they fuck. And it's been so much better with him because we both have a high sex drive, he says, which uh, makes uh, this even better. So I guess he, he's in his COVID bubble. This, this friend with benefits, he said, I would marry him today. Uh, he's the best thing that happened has happened to me. And But we haven't made it official. And I just don't know how to ask him out. Well, you can't go out, sir. Uh, he said, I've been trying to ask him out, but I just get scared because I've never dated a guy before. What should I do? And most commenters encouraged him to be direct and ask him. And if it sounded like they were, you know, if, if, if things were mutual, then that was, that was good, but they were already friends with benefits. And so win, 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 win. 
And I love it because it sound, it's so like sweet and simple, right? You know, this guy, they were friends in middle school. The other one was openly gay. They became best friends all the way through college. And now they just play video games and fuck. It is like a sweet little gay rom-com about a same- You're wrong. They what? fuck and then play video games. You no. got the order wrong. No. I thought he said after, after they They play fuck. video games and after they fuck. Oh, I said they play video games after they fuck. I got, I skipped a word. It's amazing how a word can make a difference. Isn't it? I'd imagine there's a little bit of both, you know, because you wear yourself out and then you can play video games for a while. So you're ready to go again. I actually, I thought it was sweet too, that they, here's this guy who's like, oh, right. There's I'm somewhere on the spectrum of at least bisexual. And this, uh, this relationship I've had with somebody for a really long time actually now means something different. And it may have been, the environment of quarantine that let him throw off any other considerations about it and really see it for what it was. And now they're just doing it like bunnies. Good, good for them. Good for them. John said that was similar to my first experience. I was a teenager and there was a snowstorm. He stayed over and leaned over and kissed me. I was shocked, but we were already best friends. I was totally in love. Oh, wow. Jared, Jared wins. Two gamers playing with each other's joysticks. Yes. Blair got said, some benefits. We've been married for 10 years. I mean, it often starts that way. Oh, I love it. I love it, Blair. Blair's, Blair, we're, aren't we going on a trip together or something? You know, uh, you England. <laughs> I don't have Blair's text. We, it's Instagram. I think it's London we're going to go to. All right. Uh, after. Final, uh, save to the, the most amusing to me for last. There is a brand new children's show out of Denmark called John Dillerman on the equivalent of the PBS or BBC in Denmark. It is a show intended for kids aged to eight. It is a four to eight, 13 episode animated show about a man with a penis so big and so flexible that hijinks ensue. In this photo, that's his penis, the candy cane looking thing wrapped around the lighter fluid, I guess being poured on the grill. Clearly, Hijinks. The show description says Dillerman's genitals get him into embarrassing situation. How many of us can't relate to that? It can be used for good once he embraces that he is different. Episode one, he uses it to walk his dog. In various episodes, it gets stuck, floating with it tied to balloons. He breaks a friend's vase with it, uses it to steal ice cream at the zoo. Sure. He plays badminton with himself and almost gets it clipped with the hedgers. Now, most people found it funny. Uh, to teach kids about anatomy. It's popular with kids, but of course, some parents and conservatives are very upset. It is, a, it's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> I am, I laughed so hard. First of all, uh, my greatest concern about this is don't lie to little boys. Can you imagine the pressure if you thought your penis was oh. supposed to be able to do all that? I mean, when it, I was- be that big. When I stopped at Boy Scout camp, we always had those one or two guys who would wrap it around their wrist by their waist and say, can you tell me what time it is? And pretend like it was a watch. And I know there was a play called The Puppetry of the Penis, but this just seems a little beyond. Were there really guys that could wrap it around their their wrist? Yeah, you take it soft, you hold the head and wrap it around your wrist. Oh my gosh, the juvenile antics that boys at camp will get up to. But I just feel like if I had seen the show as a child and looked at the line, I would have thought, well, I hope it's not yeah. supposed to be able to do that. You know, That's don't teach bad. the children to be size queens. And, and steal ice cream with your dick. I mean, I literally, 
I love that it's like he has to learn that he's different. Yeah, because it's fucking huge. Rob said that show is a real size queen. I mean, a Jigs said it's also retractable. Jigs is actually the one who sent me the story. I didn't find it in our regular places. Marshall said, well, if I could send you a photo of mine, I would show you a puppet trick. Now, you can certainly send those photos to people, but always get consent first before sending people your penis doing party tricks. You know, it's like you'd have there be that other one who'd hold it up by the leg and say, oh, look, a turkey leg. No? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> it's, uh... um, I, here's the thing, though. So I looked at that. Uh, we've talked about big dicks before, right? That's like, to me, an epic vacation penis. Now, I call it a vacation penis because penises that are really big are a nice place to visit, but you don't really want to live there. I was, like, when, I, when, when we were doing uh, Six Characters in Search of a Play, and I talked about how that, you know, that guy that came up to my merch table and pulled out his dick and asked me to sign it. Because yeah. he said, because. So I, I and I said, well, to quote my favorite playwright, Tennessee Williams, I could initial it. Uh, I had a guy come up uh, to to me at, at the merch table after one of my shows, and he says, "You could sign mine twice." <laughs> and I said, "Oh, it's good to know." I was like, I was like "Just that theory." I was like, "Here's my sharpie." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, I'm ready." Uh, Jared said, "When he stole the ice cream, did he suffer sh from shrinkage?" I feel like given that it's retractable like a water hose or something, they probably didn't go that that intensely into the specifics. Of but he could grab the ice cream and then retract it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Pull it back, snap it back, like go-go gadget penis. Um, <laughs> we have like two minutes left. We have reached the end of our content content. Uh, thank you huge to Michael Shane, Erica, to Jigs, to Art Gregory, Bob Bielenberg, uh, John Kitchen, Paul Emery. Uh, get some backlog for your tips and contributions. If you haven't sent one and you want to, you can send it on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. No obligation. We appreciate y'all showing up. Does everyone do, do, okay? do. Do, okay? do you have weekend plans? I do. I, I had last weekend off. It was the first time I hadn't taught in a really long time. And I didn't teach last weekend, just sort of a little recovery weekend from uh, the holidays. And I'm anxious to get back into the Zoom rooms with my acting students on uh, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, that's uh, that's all I oh, I and I, I'm going to go and mask. I, I'm now double masking and a shield and going to sit on the patio with my dogs and uh, say hello to Rosemary and Newell at a very nice social distance outdoors because it's going to be warmer. All so right. that's that's all I have planned. That's great. Well, and what I would what about you? Well, we got you took it all. I'm just going to wrap them up. <laughs> the Michael's running a marathon. Um, and, but what I want to say to everybody is we need to pay attention and be involved in the maintaining the health of our democracy, but also remember to take care of yourselves. Don't doom scroll forever. Don't. Now you couldn't put that ringer on silent. You knew you were doing a show. You know, you know the stress I was going through. I was on with Spectrum just trying to do this show. Who is it? Uh, but, and seriously, y'all, take care of yourselves. We need to be engaged, but also make sure you take care of your mental health. I'm keeping news in stories on my phone. I'm not putting it on my television and watching it for hours and hours um, as we, but we continue to support and call out our elected officials. But remember to take care of your mental health. It's bonkers insane, whether you're black, a person of color, a Democrat, to watch what happened in the events this week and how our leaders didn't, didn't respond 
do it. Take care of yourself while we continue to stay engaged going forward. Who was it? It was Adam Schiff, not oh. the senator. Um, it was my friend Adam Schiff who has seen our show, so I'll have to scold him about not watching the show today. That's right. Nobody that was calling you could have been watching. That's uh, right. I appreciate all of you who do tune in. Thank you so much for your support, your contributions. And we'll be back on Tuesday.